Welcome to the weekend warm-up on the winner's enclosure. We've got another classic weekend of racing that takes place, of course, at the Curra in Ireland, the 1,000 guineas and the 2,000 guineas there. And to assess this and other races in the UK, it's Martin Dixon. Good morning, Martin. Morning, Anna. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. The show, the show just keeps rolling on, doesn't it? And the rain continues to get in the way, and it looks like doing so for another week or so. <laughs> I know it's it's well it's only a few weeks ago that we were talking about the Newmarket Guineas and at that meeting it was of course very quick ground and there were not many runners because the rain hadn't arrived and people weren't wanting to run their horses but it has changed dramatically hasn't it the number of runners since the rain arrived has increased uh, significantly obviously ground conditions at the Curra on Saturday and Sunday are going to be very different to what they were uh, at Newmarket, a few of those horses that were ran at Newmarket will be meeting again. Um, but I think the ground is going to be pretty testing, Emma. They're already calling it soft. We're recording this on Thursday, and they are forecast plenty more rain as well over the course of the next 48, uh, 72 hours or so. So I think it's going to be really testing ground and, and hard work and, and probably quite extreme conditions, really, for a classic. Mm. Well, let's start by looking at the classics. We'll start with the 2000 guineas, which takes place on Saturday. Um, it's so confusing because you've got the likes of Wembley and Battleground, who went into the race really strongly fancied, a huge plunge for Battleground beforehand, and then they run no race at all back mm. on their own turf, which we see happen so often with Aidan O'Brien's team. It could just be a completely different story with both of them, couldn't it? It could. We'll touch on Wembley to start with. I, I was really disappointed with him at, at Newmarket. Um, obviously, he didn't run for a race at all, first and foremost. But when I saw him in the paddock beforehand, he, he doesn't look like he's grown an awful lot. So I'm not sure that he'll have made the physical progress that maybe a few of these other three-year-olds will have done from, from two to three. So that would just... Until I see him do it again in this three-year-old season, I'm, I've just got that in the back of my mind. Um, Battleground was just bitterly disappointing. He's quite the opposite. Really impressive-looking horse, but I, I expected him to run really well at Newmarket on the day, and you couldn't really take any positives from it. Aidan O'Brien does have another horse in this race. I'll be honest, I didn't expect to be tipping Van Gogh up, um, but with the ground conditions likely to be very testing, I do think it brings him into a big player in the, the Irish 2000 guineas. If we go back to last season, uh, he won the Criterium International at St. Clue at the back end of the season on heavy ground by four lengths. Now, I'm not saying for a minute it was the strongest of Group 1 races. It wasn't, but he won it very easily. And he proved that day that he handles extremely testing ground conditions really well. And that ability to handle the ground conditions could be crucial. So I think it brings Van Gogh into, into the Irish 2000 as a big each way play in the race. Uh, he didn't run too badly either at Newmarket. He was in mid-division. Probably the ground was a little bit too quick for him. And I think an extra test of stamina on softer ground will, will um, be right up Van Gogh's street. And as I say, I, I think he'll improve quite a bit under these different conditions compared to what he ran at Newmarket. And I think he's got a decent each-way chance. OK, a couple of others that we must mention. Um, Poetic Flair, who, of course, was the winner of the English Guineas and then went to France. And I think, do you think it's fair to say that things just didn't go his way? It was a slowly run, muddling race, and he's likely to be seen in a better light on Saturday. Yeah, I think that's fair. He didn't seem in quite the same form to me as he had been at Newmarket, but you're right, it was a muddling race and he was only beaten a little more than two lengths, so he certainly wasn't discredited. Um, 
if this race is more evenly run, which you'd expect it to be. I think there's there's a fair bit of pace, even a couple of the outsiders, Emporio and Rebel Step, um, could could go forward. One of the Edna O'Brien horses, no doubt, will as well. So I would imagine this will be a more evenly run race than the French Guineas was. That will suit Poetic Flair. And he has already proven himself on very soft ground as well himself. So he's got to be a big player, I would say, as long as that six-day turnaround isn't a problem for him. And, of course, we've got Lucky Vega as well, who went so close in the, in, in the 2000 Guineas at Newmarket, proved his stamina for a mile uh, that day as well. I would just still be a little bit concerned about Lucky Vega, whether or not that um, combination of very testing ground and the mile proved to be a little bit too much of a test for him. That's exactly what I've written down on my notes. Stiff track slash soft ground could just um, could just be that little bit too far for him. It'll be quite interesting, won't it? It might just max out his stamina. That would definitely be a concern for me. But all in all, an intriguing race um, and probably likely to be won by one of Aidan O'Brien's few, <laughs> which is normally the case, isn't it? Normally the one you don't expect. It certainly could be, yeah. And as I say, Van Gogh each way would be my sort of selection for the race. I think he'll run well. I think the conditions will have come in his favour. Not all of the field will handle them. I would expect him to handle them. He looks a strong stayer and it could be a race that ultimately comes down to one of the stronger stayers coming to the fore. Uh, Poetic Flair will be a big player as well if he's, if he's OK um, and over those exertions from France last weekend. Well, I was going to give Wembley another chance, but you've completely put me off having seen him uh, in the flesh, which I haven't, um, saying that he hasn't grown really from two to three. Um, I just think surely last his last performance, he, he's better than that. And on the home turf, um, it'll be interesting to see see how he goes. What about the 1,000 guineas on Sunday? Obviously, we don't have the decks yet, but... Um, strong O'Brien team from all angles, whether that's Joseph, Donica or Aidan, they probably have it covered, except Fev Rover, I think, has got a, a decent enough chance on this ground, wouldn't you say? Yes, um, I think the ground will be in her favour. She ran really well at Newmarket, didn't she? She, she just didn't quite settle well enough early in the race, um, but she, she gave everything. Uh, she looked like she's obviously proved that she's trained on by finishing third in the in the thousand guineas at Newmarket February. So I'd, I'd expect another good run from her. A pretty gorgeous, obviously her two-year-old form is exceptional. The only slight qualm with her, I guess, is that she's had to miss uh, the Newmarket race and it's her first start of the season. Uh, whereas some of the others have the advantage of having run and proven that they've, they're in form and they've trained on from two to three, I guess. But pretty gorgeous is two-year-old form would bring her right into the mix. Um, the filly that I like most here is Shale for Donica O'Brien. Now, Donica's uh, horses generally have been very slow to come to hand this season. They've tended to come on plenty for a run. In fact, I don't think he's had a reappearance winner yet in 2021. Certainly over the last three months, his horses have been coming on an awful lot for a run. Um, and Shale's run in the Thousand Guineas trial, with that in mind, I think was quite encouraging. You could sort of look at it and think she was a little bit below her best on the day. But when you consider that the stables horses have been a little bit backward, I would take more encouragement from their run in the Thousand Guineas trial. Uh, she's back at the Curra where she won the Moigler in her two-year-old season. And she did prove herself on very soft ground as a two-year-old as well, Shale. So uh, I think she'll improve quite a lot with a run behind her. Yeah, don't disagree. As you said, there was um, plenty to like about that performance. And Donica 
said something in the Racing Post earlier this week that he fully expected a, a much improved performance, which would put a bang in the mix. We've mentioned pretty gorgeous. Yes, she won the Phillies Mile on soft ground, so that won't be a problem. Joan of Arc's another one worth mentioning, won the 1,000 guineas trial at Leopardstown nicely. Um, and as you pointed out, there are one or two that have got the advantage of a run, and she does fit that bill. Yeah, and she's a, a full sister to Glen Eagles, isn't he? Who won the British and Irish. She did the double, the British and Irish yeah. two, a few years ago. And so she's bred for the job, Joan of Arc. She is improving. She's very much in, in the zone right now. She's improved. She's had three runs already this season. She's won two of them. You know, she's, she's well and truly up and running, um, Joan of Arc. So I would be pretty positive about her chance as well, Emma, like you are. Okay, well, let's um, concentrate and focus on some of, the, uh, some of the action a bit closer to home. And we'll start with Goodwood on Saturday, the 10 past two, the mile and quarter listed race. And a few of the key players that were entered haven't been declared, which was a bit of a shame. But Al Zarakhan is likely to be favourites, having won four of his last five stars. But he was very disappointing, wasn't he, in, in the jockey club stakes. Any sort of obvious reason to you why he should put that behind him? I think he didn't stay the mile and a half on the turf. I know he won over a mile and a half on the all-weather last season, but that was when he was very well handicapped. It was around Lingfield on the all-weather. Not much of a test, really. Um, and I thought going onto the turf for the first time, he didn't quite see out the mile and a half. So coming back to a mile and a quarter looks a good move for Al Zarakan, who you'd give another chance to in this grade. But I, I can't help but look at Desert Encounter here, who, He's just—he's nine years old, but he showed at Sandown on his comeback run. I, I saw him in the paddock that day, and I couldn't believe that he ran as well as he did because he was—he was really big, heavy looking, and he looked like he would come on a ton for the run. And David Simcock was pretty much quoted as saying as much beforehand, and yet he still showed that the fire burns pretty brightly by finishing a very good second to Volconic. Um, he's got a great record at Goodwood Desert Encounter, so he would be top of my list. Okay, okay. Well, there's also a really good card at, um, at Haydock. There's all sorts of intriguing handicaps before it, but the two we're going to concentrate on, the 335, the Sandy Lane Stakes. Uh, Dragon Symbol, probably likely to go a favourite here. It's four from four and was a very easy winner um, last time out. It's definitely hugely progressive. He is, yeah. He's an exciting horse. There's no doubt about it. As you say, he's likely to be favourite. Dragon Symbol, he deserves to be. I think his current form, you know, warrants him being favourite. He's really progressive. He's improved with every single start so far. Who's to say that he won't improve again? And he probably does set the standard. Um, my only niggle with him, I guess, would be that it's going to be softer ground for him than he's handled. I was just going to say he hasn't. He's effective over five and six, but the ground is like question mark. Just a question mark, though, isn't it? It's not particularly worth handling because he's never been on it. He's never tried. And whether he's been on polytrack or tapita or good ground on turf so far, he's handled it all really well. So struggling to find any negative with the dragon symbol, but he is likely to be the favourite. And I, I think the filly of Clive Cox's Isabella Giles is a, a horse worthy of a mention. And certainly she might well be in each way fight as well, uh, Isabella Giles. She handles really testing ground very well. Um, I expect it to be that at Haydock on, on Saturday as well. Uh, she won by seven lengths when it was testing at Goodwood last season in the prestige stakes. And I've just got the impression on the two starts this season that dropping back to a sprint trip could be a good move for Isabella Giles. She's very enthusiastic and a well-run 
six furlong race on pretty testing ground, which I expect it to be. That could just bring out the best in Isabella Giles. So she'll get my vote, but um, as I say, struggling to find negatives really with the dragon symbol. I expect him to go well as well. Yeah, I thought Method was quite interesting. If you go on the run, which was finishing last season, finishing second on the Cornwallis on soft ground, so there should be no no problems with that. And I just thought, um, yeah, sets a, a decent enough standard. And then the Temple Stakes, um, well, which one of John Quinn's do you like here? <laughs> He's got two huge players, Keep Busy and Liberty Beach. Yeah, both both four-year-old fillies that are very quick, very honest, consistent fillies, aren't they? And they've both had terrific years last season, you know, uh, running big races in good company all the way through the season, keep busy in Liberty Beach. They're having their first starts of the season, aren't they? And I just wonder, they, they both handle uh, soft ground. They're both um, horses that have, have, well, Liberty Beach certainly won, has won fresh in each of her two seasons so far. So it may not be problematic, but I just wondered whether first time out, the ground going to be pretty hard work. I just wondered if Keep Busy, Liberty Beach and Kay Amora, who would be the three standard setters pretty much in the race, mm. just wondered if they might come on a little bit for the run. And there's just a chance it could tee up well for this uh, Carl Burke trained filly lady in France, who was fourth in the Abbey at uh, Longchamp last season. So she's proven herself a pretty high-class filly. And she's got a run behind her. Uh, in the Duke of York, which was a tough ask for her, but she's back down in grade against uh, uh, against mainly fillies in the Temple Stakes. It's going to be a little bit easier for her, I would say, than the Duke of York was. And I think with a run behind her and switching back onto softer ground, which she ran so well on in the Abbey, I wonder if that could be really friends in the play. But it's an open race, isn't it? It is. Well, you just mentioned the fact that she was fourth in the Abbey. You've got Liberty Beach, who was third, and you've got Keep Busy, who was fifth. So, I mean, there's very little between them. Um, Keep Busy's that Dam actually won this back in 2009 and sprung a bit of surprise. There won't be a problem with the ground. Oh, I'm marginally going with her, but as I say, it's very tricky. There's little between them and it's, it's certainly an interesting race that we'll look forward to watching. A couple of decent races on the card at York as well. We're going to concentrate on the 240, the Group 3 Philly Stakes. And Believe in Love is a horse that, that I like because she's just very progressive. She's got some big entries at Royal Ascot and I think this could be a stepping stone to bigger and better things. But it's quite a good race. You've got True Self in there too, the globe-trotting mare. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a, it, it is a, it is a, a warm-looking race, isn't it? Um, Huey Morrison's got Urban Artist. There's a couple of progressive horses in Shikor who steps up in grade. But I'm with you, Emma. I think Believe in Love is the way to go here. She is having her first start of the season for Roger Varian, but Roger's horses have been in really good form the last three or four weeks. He's been having loads of, of winners, some big high-profile winners as well. Um, and this filly, as you say, she was just hugely progressive last season. She she won five of her last six starts. Uh, she started off rated just 76, her beginning, and, her beginning of her yeah. sequence. She's now she, 107. She actually got beaten in a couple of handicaps off marks of 71 and 73. You'd be kicking yourself, wouldn't you, if you were one of those, one of those punters that was on Believe in Love on those days and then she went on yeah. to achieve what she achieved later in the season. But... No, she was she was a, one of the big success stories of the last uh, the last flat season, really, wasn't she? Winning um, those five races and progressing as she did, and I expect again. I think there's plenty of rain about everywhere. York is likely to get plenty as well, so it's going to be soft ground. That won't be a barrier to believe in love showing her form because she won at Saint Cloud back in October when it was really testing. 
and I'm just taking her to continue her rise through the ranks and it could set her up nicely for a tilt potentially at the uh, at the Gold Cup at Ascot. Perfect. Well, we'll end our, um, our preview on, on agreeing on something and that's that uh, Believe in Love is going to win the 240 at York. Martin, thanks very much indeed. We'll really look forward to this, uh, this racing Saturday and Sunday and we will reflect back on it next week. Have a good weekend. Yeah, thanks very much, Emma.